0: Tell, tell them you're gonna. Oh here, wait, what, go is that?
1: Out. what is that?
0: They're talking,
2: you
1: can't hear them. Oh, can you hear me now? Uh, I somehow my pick, you
3: can't can see you me, can mute. you? You're on. Mute. I can I cannot see you, but I can hear you. Oh, okay. okay. I don't All know, right, something's
1: so cool. screwed up here. We can
0: back but, out uh,
1: try again. Yeah, what can I say? Uh, we'll try and fool around here a little bit, but I, I'm pretty sure the camera is on. Let me make sure everything's plugged in. Hi, okay. Hi, Phil. <laughs> Greetings. Uh, okay, well, I may. oh there we are okay we're live we're live well done Alan it's
3: always a trick I still I still have my own issues over here how's everyone doing fine tuesday evening
1: yeah we're hanging in here hey guys how's it going
3: hey xavier yeah. let
4: Hi, good evening, everyone.
3: Hello. Good evening. Good give it another minute here and let as more people pop in.
0: Great, awesome.
3: Give it about one more minute as people are walking in, and then I'll I'll get started. Um,
5: Dan, the Neighborhood Association meeting up on the screen says at the bottom, June, 2021. Should that be, oh. <laughs> Should that
3: be I'm still living in the past, Phil, come on. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I'm just happy I'm here. Thanks for catching that. I'll update it later. Oh. I got a few stragglers. I'll get started here in a second.
1: That's why no one's here. (laughs) (laughs) The meeting already happened. Already happened.
3: It was a great meeting. Everyone remembers it. It's popular town. All right, I think I'll get I'll get started here. Um, I'll run through our general rules of the meeting and then uh, I will hop into the agenda and then we can get, with, get started with our, our topics of the evening. So uh, first up here, as I minimize my screen, there we go. Uh, ground rules. So I'm gonna put everyone uh, on mute but uh, feel free to unmute yourself uh, or type in the, Q and A box if you have any questions. Um, Just like in in in-person meetings, uh, please be respectful of your fellow neighbors and guests and as they're speaking, let them speak. And then when it's your turn, um, either raise your hand and I can unmute you or uh, just just wait until uh, our our guests are done speaking. Um, So on today's agenda, uh, we'll start with uh, community announcements, uh, followed by the treasurer's report, We'll have Officer Walker give uh, the crime and safety report and you can ask any questions uh, to her then. Uh, We'll have, uh, should have Ron, um, our Neighborhood Improvement Specialist provide an update. We have Elena at Park Central to provide provide some updates and I believe we should have Sweetie here um, to provide updates uh, overall for Ward 17. Uh, Guest speaker today is Jonathan Roper. He's with the planning and urban design agency. He is presenting and gathering feedback on the city's draft of a long range planning strategy. Um, So he'll walk through that strategy and and likely ask for some feedback and then we can send uh, a survey out afterwards for any additional feedback or members who weren't able to attend today. And then uh, continuing the discussions on the incorporation of Kings Oak into the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association boundaries, uh, we've drafted some bylaws that incorporate their boundaries into our association, and uh, we'll highlight the updates made to the bylaws. Um, at our last meeting uh, in June, uh, we discussed uh, the possibility of changing our bylaws to incorporate their neighborhood and. Uh, consensus in June was everyone felt pretty good about that Uh, so we'll walk through the the bylaws that uh, amend those changes and we could vote today on on incorporating those changes. um so yeah before we get started uh, does anyone have any questions or announcements that they would like to make. Take that as a no. All right, so uh, I will jump in uh, into a few community events that are going on right now. Um, Elena might be able to speak more about this, but uh, there are there's a uh, gender affirming spaces training. Um, if you are interested in that, uh, you can either email her or Carrie at those emails listed on the side there. Elena at PCD- STL. Uh, dot org and carrie at carrieburnett.com uh alina do you want to talk about this at all or
2: uh sure i can talk about it a little bit um (laughs) sorry i'm actually running from another meeting that went over Um, so i'm outside right now (laughs) but um so yeah we are we've been offering these trainings for safer spaces to the business community in the grove Um, but we actually have some extra slots that are open. We only have about 26 people signed up right now, I think. Um, So for this gender affirming spaces training, if you would like to be a part of it, we can send you the registration link. Um, It just kind of covers about how to um, create a safer environment for um, different gender types. Um, So it's really exciting. Um, The first time, We've offered it to the public and not just to businesses. Um, it's the last time it's gonna be offered for free. So just let me know if you wanna register for it.
3: Awesome, thank you. Yeah, uh, again, her email and Carrie's email are there on the side. Uh, so if you'd like to register, uh, email one of them and they can send you the registration link. Thank you, Lena. Uh, our other events that are happening uh, this year include National Night Out. So uh, the neighborhood association is planning uh, to hold its National Night Out celebration on uh, Saturday, September 11th at 5:30 at Shoto Park. We plan to have a food truck, like we've had in previous years, uh, some vendors which include local businesses and other organizations tied to the neighborhood, some games. Um, as well as our uh, local uh, fire and safety officials as well. Um, We do look, if you are interested in helping out, whether that's providing yard games, uh, setting up, cleaning up, we're definitely taking as many hands as we can uh, take. So if you would uh, like to volunteer, you can, Uh, raise your hand now, shoot me a message, um, or send an email to forestparksoutheast at gmail.com. And then this last month in June, we held one of three cleanup events happening this year as well. Uh, We picked, we had about uh, 13 to 15 awesome volunteers who picked up approximately 13 to 15 bags of trash. We covered most of South of Manchester uh, this month and uh, these next two months. um, We're having our cleanups on July 31st and August 28th at 10 a.m. We'll meet at Newstead in Manchester. Gloves and trash bags will be provided. Uh, We'll likely focus on Uh, probably the north side of Manchester this time around, depending on how many volunteers we have. Um, But if you would like to be part of that, you can shoot uh, us an email uh, at gmail.com. or you can head to our Facebook page where there's a Facebook event and you can just say you're interested or you're going. Uh, It helps to have a tally of how many people are interested in attending so we can appropriately make do for the number of bags and gloves we need and, and plan out a um, plan of attack. And a uh, shout out to everyone who helped uh, the first time around, hope to see your pretty faces uh, next month, this month. Um, and then just one quick uh, update after that. Uh, in the past years for dues and donations, we've used uh, the Venmo app, as well as check or cash when uh, in person. Um, we are moving over to Cash App. Um, if you are unfamiliar with Cash App, uh, it's the same as Venmo. It's a digital uh, wallet to send and receive money. Um, free use. Um, you do have to download the Cash App, and I think you can also send money online um, through your web browser. Uh, to download it, you can just search the cash app in your apple or google store and our handle for um, uh, to send or receive money is uh, dollar sign uh, fpsena uh, so if you'd like to make any dues or donations dues uh, for uh, dues paying members it's uh, as little as one dollar pay what you can Um, Typically in the past, we've asked for $10, but uh, to make sure that everyone has the ability to attend our meetings and be a a voting member, um, we do uh, keep it as as low as we can. All right, jumping into the treasurer's report, uh, I will quickly turn it over to Mr. Michael Browning to cover the treasurer's report
6: hi everyone um so uh not a lot going on uh but we uh did uh spend a little money last month on lunch for everybody after the cleanup uh we got lunch from creole with a splash of soul it was delicious i highly recommend checking them out um and we also uh received some nice donations uh we we raised three hundred and ten dollars through dues and uh, a nice donation from a wonderful member here, Uh, very grateful to have those. Uh, So all in all, we're doing quite well and uh, we're hoping to throw a wonderful national night out for y'all.
3: Awesome, thank you, sir. Uh, Any questions on the Treasurer's Report or any of the uh, events that we mentioned previously before we turn it over to Officer Walker? Awesome. Cool. Um, Officer Walker, I'll turn it over to you for the for the crime and safety report.
7: Hello, hello everyone. How's everybody doing? Oh, good. Um, as, um, I'm guessing everybody had a chance to read over you guys the uh, weekly crime report that I sent out earlier today. Um, I don't think we've had a chance to look at it, but Okay. So it's basically the same, you know, the car larcenies along the Manchester Grove, you know, area, Shoto Sarah, Manchester. Um, Pretty much the same car break-ins, um, couple of still and unders and a couple of stops Uh I'm not sure if anybody had any questions or wanted to know what was going on since I have been gone away on vacation since uh June 23rd. So I'm playing catch up here. Um, but if you have any questions about anything, you need to know anything, let me know. Um, I did go back over you guys crime reports from I started it up from July the first up until the 18th. Um, just going through like some of the crimes that you guys have had. You had a total of 23 accidents in you guys' area. You had one auto theft that was on Shoto. You had 11 calls for burglar alarms or um, open doors. You had two issues dealing with um, CIT issues, you know, dealing with someone with mental il- illnesses. You had a total of 14 destruction of properties. The majority of these are like Manchester, Shoto area and Gibson. You had nine calls for disturbances, which I'm going to believe that was all relative to um, clubs, um, based on the time frames that that's listed on here. So i guess there must have been a lot of partying going on at the clubs. You had a total of nine domestic disturbances in your guys' neighborhood, and a lot of those are happened over in the 4400 block of Gibson or 4300 block of Gibson. You had a couple of calls for fights. On uh, Manchester, I believe this past one was a pool fight gone wrong, pool party fight gone wrong on Manchester, I believe. Fourth of July, you guys had like seven calls for fireworks on the fourth. Um, we had one call for a flourishing with somebody pointing a gun or waved a gun at somebody. Um, a couple of informations on disturbances, meaning, you know, it could have been a domestic incident or outside incident and somebody, you know, just followed up and called and reported it. Um one accidental injury, not sure exactly what happened with that. And we had a total of seven investigating autos where there could be like a suspicious auto, parked auto, derelict auto, something of that nature. Um we had uh 17 larcenies from vehicles and again alone in Manchester area, Shoto area, Barco and pappen and a um, couple of people down person down calls and that could have been, you know, homeless sleeping on a curb or somebody having some type of medical issue. So you have four of those. Um, one call for shots fired in the 4300 block of Nor- uh, Norfolk and somebody recovered an article once over on Shoto. You had one license plate stolen. And we received 13 calls, again, for suspicious persons. Meaning it could have been people sitting in cars. I don't know if it was drug sales or just somebody out of, you know, looking out of place. You had 13 calls for that. One tampering for an auto and one call for a working fire or arson. That pretty much sums up all you guys' activity um, from July 1st to the 18th. Thank you.
3: Does anybody have any questions on the report or any concerns they have in the neighborhood that they would like to to share with Officer Walker at this time?
7: Doesn't sound like it. All right. So no one had a question. Also, we got a lot of details out there. We have been um, putting extra cars out there to work on 42 along that Manchester area where we um, having cars working different hours of the day, different shifts of the day where they call out at about three locations up along Manchester up until about two o'clock in the morning. I believe these shifts start anywhere from five. They run up into two depending on what time the officers want to come in. Um, So you may see a lot of officers out there working and patrolling the area, trying to cut down on some of the car break-ins. Um, she did make note about getting that sky cop up there. There's um, something happening in the 4300 block of Arco while I was out, but I have been pushing to get the sky cop, um, the sky cop up there. But again, they put it in you know, the areas that are having a lot of crime, but I feel that Forest Park Southeast is getting hit a lot, so you guys will see it up there. I know she's going to be parking along uh, Manchester quite a bit um, this week, throughout the rest of the month, um, especially along the club areas, because we're just getting hit and you know trying to control some of this club uh, activity. But you guys will see us out there. Um, hopefully this will help cut down on some of these larcenies and car break-ins um, in the Grove area and Forest Park Southeast area. Noted. Cool.
1: Is- uh, is there some way to compare this year's with last year's? Uh, are there comp- is there comparable data that is uh, tabulated?
7: As of right now, no, because um, we just switched over to this new system and they're still working out the kinks. I did add the website link onto the email that I sent out um, yep. where you can go in um, on our website, on the department's website, and look at some of the neighbors crime reports that they have on there. But because they're still working on it, we can't compare last year's crimes to this year's crime. So that's something they're still working on. So um, as of right now, whatever they have on their website, the department's website, up on this NIBRS crime report, you guys are better to see, um, you know, the crime that's going on. But per the email that um, they sent out to us, they, they're not able to... Um, fully compare everything yet because they're still working on this new system, but they were able to get you know some crimes put on there so the citizens can go on there and look at the crime reports that the, we do have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan has posted that link in the chat box. Yes. Yeah. So
3: if you if you go to that link and scroll down a little bit, you can go to uh the NIBRS Crime Comparison by Neighborhood, and there's uh, three different links there for January through February, March through April, and and May to June, that you can uh, click and scroll down uh, and find the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood to find uh, specific counts for number of instances within our neighborhood. But as Officer Walker mentioned, there's no comparison to last year at this moment. Any other questions for Officer Walker here?
7: All right. All
0: right,
7: right. so again, if you guys have any questions or concerns, you can always call me at 444-0170 or you can email me, um, ncwalker at slnpd.org. Awesome.
3: Thanks for hopping on. It's always a pleasure to have you.
7: Mm -hmm. Anytime. All
3: right. Thank you. All right. Uh, At this time, I don't know if uh, Mr. Ron Coleman is on right now. Uh, He said he would be able to attend, but I haven't heard from him. Um, So we'll skip over that for the moment. And if he hops on, uh, we'll let him speak. But I'm going to... pop it over to Elena to talk um, about any Park Central development updates. Elena. All right, hey, everyone. I'm um,
2: <laughs> to be home and not walking
6: anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we covered the GAP initiative piece. Um, Grow Fest is happening. It will be October 2nd. Um, so that's the first weekend, the first Saturday of October. Um, vendor applications are live. Uh, So if you go to grovestl.com slash grovefest, that's where you can get registration form there. Um, If you know any vendors who are looking to apply, um, and I will put that link in the chat here. Um, We also are actively taking applications for um, senior seasonal exterior maintenance. Um, And so I just dropped that flyer into the chat as well. So you can all take a look at that. Um, If you have any questions about that, just email Nayamka. her email is on the flyer. Um, And for the Grove CID updates from there, it's been kind of slow recently. We're kind of just working with contractors to get the projects that we had implemented before in place. Um, So the Grove sign, the, west sign should be coming up this weekend um it's there's been a lot of delays with that the um contractor who works on that they or who it was required to put it up because of the insurance claim
6: um
2: they can only hang it on Sundays and so like every Sunday has either been a holiday or bad weather or they were out of town (laughs) so um I talked to her this week and she said that this Sunday it looks like good weather, she'll be in town. They should be able to get it up this weekend. So um, cross your fingers and look for that. Um, also note that on Sunday, there will be some road closings there um, at that corner. Um, otherwise they are in the process of getting city permits for the banners that we've talked about before. Um, so that's in the works. Uh, it should happen in the next month or so. Um, they're looking at getting a bus, or sorry, not a bus, a bench at the bus stop um, at Sarah and Manchester. So where that like mouse statue is. Um, a lot of people like to sit on the mouse, I guess. So they were hoping to get a bench there. Um, we're looking into different options for that. It does seem like it might cost a bit more than they expected originally. So I'm. Uh, they're having a public services committee meeting tomorrow to discuss what their options are. And I'm looking into different things with the city to see if we can get some help with that. Um, they also, they added an extra trash pickup day because they did not have a trash pickup day on Saturday or on the weekends. And we noticed that the trash cans were overflowing a lot. So they now have a trash pickup on Saturdays. So that's exciting news, <laughs> less trash in the street. Yeah. Um, and then, As always, we're happy to listen to any um, suggestions from the community. If you guys want to see something implemented in the Grove, just um, let me know, and I can let the board know, and we can try to get work with you all to figure that out. That's all I had.
3: Awesome. Exciting. Love a park bench. Do you know if the park bench will be covered or not?
2: Um, The one that they were originally looking at will not be covered. Um, But if we work with the city, maybe we can figure out a way to get it covered. That would be ideal.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and you might not have an answer to this, I know you sent out a request, but uh, the URB building, uh, I believe Tom here had a, a question about that. Uh, regarding if it's going to be a bar or or what's the status with that do you know the status of of that
2: yeah i so after you sent me that i did reach out to urban chestnut and they said it's not going to be the urb anymore there is another tenant moving in but they are looking at like a bar concept type thing
0: so
2: um that that was all the information he had for me
3: okay tom do you have any follow-up questions i see that
5: yeah, my, my my question was, uh, what are the what are the requirements for parking when they move a bar in there? I know the last bar that was in there that actually was a bar restaurant was Mia Rosa, and they they parked their uh, customers across the street at the lot on the south on the south side of Manchester. So. I know that there might be something in the Farm-Based Code requiring parking spaces for businesses on Manchester. And I don't think that one has a whole lot of parking spaces. So I was hoping to get a follow-up on that tonight.
2: Um, I'm not sure what the exact requirement is, but it, it was a bar before. So I would assume that they would not add any more parking spaces.
5: Well, they have... They, they have Well, what urban chestnut did there was really not a bar. Okay. Mia Rosa was a bar and that was there about six years ago or five years ago. And they parked people across the street. So I'm just concerned that we all have all these bars moving in and we're going to end up having no parking again. And even though we have parking permits, those aren't heated to. So we're just another problem with uh, more congestion in the neighborhoods instead of uh, somebody having a lot to park their customers in.
8: Tom, I can kind of jump in. It, the, This is Ron with the city, everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure that because Manchester's a business district that the uh, street parking And the neighborhood or the street parking around the business district is is satisfies any code requirements Um, it's not necessarily a residential area although certainly we know people do park in the residential blocks which is why we have the parking district so we'll just have to monitor that and and they won't they will not be able to get their their occupancy if they don't satisfy all the requirements from zoning and the city. So if there is one, they'll have to meet that, but I don't think there is one. thank you. Yep.
3: Any other questions for uh, Elena before I turn it over to, to Ron for any updates that he might have? doesn't know awesome well thanks for hopping on elena if you're busy feel free to hop off but happy to have you stay on uh ron if you have any mr coleman if you have any updates I'd love to hear <laughs> well the
8: one thing that everybody's talking about and i don't know if it's you brought it up yet was the recycle and the trash issue with if you haven't heard the city's not uh recycling right now because we don't have enough drivers for the routes. So if you want to help with that, uh, send (laughs) us some people that want to drive a truck, um, make some money. Um, But they're trying to rectify it as soon as possible. Obviously, there's a huge labor shortage. They are paying at least $15 an hour for those drivers, I believe, if not more right now with overtime. But I know it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating for me and our household where we're saving things back. But in honesty, there's not a huge market for recycled um, content right now. So it, a lot, thirty percent of the recycle may be used, and the rest is goes to landfill anyway. But uh, we'll try to do our best. That's the main thing I wanted to say. Um, It's bulk pickup in your neighborhood, so get your junk out in the alley. Uh, We should be by Thursday this week to pick that up, um, put it behind your property and we'll take care of those bulk items for you, including tires and if you have car batteries and that kind of stuff, we'll pick those up. Um, That's it, that's it I have uh, for you guys, but if you have questions, I'm happy to entertain those.
3: i don't i don't have any questions just some observations uh the ada ramps those look like they were uh torn out and 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 restored to compliance along uh a couple intersections there on i think it was Boyle and
8: yeah there's quite a few i can't remember offhand how many but Uh, quite a few intersections in Forest Park Southeast, including around Adams Elementary School. And I think Taylor and Shoto, Gibson and Tower Grove, uh, you'll see them going in. Uh, The infrastructure committee that had worked uh, on determining the priorities for trying to get an accessible route from Tower Grove to Shoto, I'm sorry, Vandeventer to Shodo on Tower Grove. I think that was a priority, and then Taylor Avenue was a priority. But um, that's that's going forward. So I'm glad to glad to see that, and the street paving as well and Boyle, That I'm sure everybody will be happy with that after all the complaints.
1: <laughs> so Ron, uh, this is Alan. I'm just uh, wanting. Uh, what you know, what is an update on the uh, park, on Shoto Park? I mean, the two things that I'm most interested in is completing the basketball mm-hmm. court and uh, the picnic tables that, uh,
0: you know, uh, what is the status of that? This area looks like a disaster.
8: The basketball court, they're waiting for the concrete to completely cure and they'll come back and paint that. Uh, well, they have
1: paint. They have painted it. Okay.
8: And
1: yeah, and I think they've. I think they put on, the two, the green and the blue. They have to do the striping, okay. uh, lines. But they've okay. done. Two, they've done two coats on that. Okay. But I'm just wondering. Uh, they're going to wait, I assume, until it's all painted before they put the hoops up. Yes,
8: but that, that was all part of the same project and it's the same contractor. So they they did tell me that would be moving forward soon and apparently it is. So that's great.
1: And do you know anything more about the uh, picnic benches?
8: I do not. And I think there was an additional litter barrel and maybe another bench that was going in. But uh, that I'll, I'll double check on that and make sure they haven't forgotten about it.
1: You know, if we're going to have uh the um on the september 11th you know the festival there it would be great to have the picnic benches uh installed at that time
8: good yeah i'll target that okay uh, before that for sure
1: okay thank you Mm
8: -hmm. okay thanks guys good to see you i'll stay on and answer any questions if they come up throughout the meeting
3: Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Ron. Yep. All right. Uh, We are going to hop over to, I believe I saw Sweet Tea join. So we have, uh, uh, would love to hear from you, Sweet Tea, on any updates you might have uh, throughout the neighborhood or anything you'd like to share with us.
0: Thank you, Dan. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, hello, everybody. Good evening. It's great to be back um, and see everybody. Uh, and so I'll just give you a few updates. And I'm actually going to start with uh, kind of what an older woman or alderman does. Um, and just so you can see the breadth of uh, work that we do and the pockets, I I put them in, in, in different categories. So. Uh, you know, our most important, or what they say, is our legislative, so it's legislation, uh, constituent services is also very important. There's community engagement, safety, and security. Uh, here, we have a lot of development, and uh, then there's just planning and administration. And uh, one thing I just want to note is that I am trying to build a team. At this point in time, I have a few volunteers here and there to help out in terms of development, and legislation, uh, and constituent services, uh, and so I'm building that team at this point in time uh, in terms of a staff person, to have a quarter secretary, uh, all alder people uh, share a secretary, therefore uh, secretaries for an older person, um, so that is uh, the limited staff, and we are under-resourced. And I just bring that up because I know that uh, there are a couple of projects that I've been trying to work on and I get pulled here and there, but I just wanted to just show you what the breadth of our work is. And I'm trying to, you know, get through some of these things. And as that happens, you know, I've almost my three month period, but as those um, as those projects get done, there will be uh, a lot more, the wheels will be turning a lot more smoothly because the projects that I am working on is processes uh, to put into place uh, at this point in time. So I, I also would like to say uh, that uh, over the last uh, few months uh, I have had a fantastic time being your alder person and I just enjoy all the things that I am able to do. I see that my city planning degree has allowed me to really hit the floor running. Uh, The biggest project, um, as you have seen, is the city foundry uh, $18 million TIF and $1.8 million uh, contribution from the developer into the equitable development development contribution. Uh, And what that means is that uh, it's $1.8 million and uh, it has been divided 50-50. And I felt that uh, we need to help uh, the north side, north of Del because they have not received as many funds and there's a lot to do there. So um, I decided that we will share the funds. And so $900,000 will be going to Forest Park Southeast in terms of affordable housing repair. And all of that information in terms of eligibility is being worked out. Uh, and then $900,000 will be going to uh, north of Delmar, and in terms of housing repair and uh, within it, it's a, it's a certain time period in which if Forest Park South, uh, uh, Ward 17, I'm sorry, if Ward 17 uh, doesn't use their money in um, a, a certain amount of time because uh, if we don't need that housing repair, it will be opened up to the north side. Uh, I don't feel that we should be holding on to money for five or six years uh, if uh, it's not being used. So that was another thing that was uh, put into the legislation. The legislation still needs to be signed by the mayor and uh, however it passed and was approved by the Board of Alder people uh, last last Friday. It was really the first thing that I had hit the ground running. And I know that with my experience in in city planning and neighborhood development, I couldn't have done what I did in terms of even asking for the $1.8 million. This was something that I had been looking at for a long time when I was um, in graduate school at MIT in Boston. uh, They have been doing something like this. It's called the linkage fund. And uh, they have been doing it since 1986 uh, in which multimillion dollar developments and developers need to put a certain percentage into the linkage fund. And what they use the um, money for is 80% goes for affordable housing, repair, and development, and 20% goes for workforce development. And that this is a pilot program, and this is just spearheaded you know we will we will be able to develop it further. However, because I got into office and this got onto my plate three days after my getting into office, um, we have what we have. But it's a good start and I see that a lot of people are um, seeing that uh, you know we can do something different and we could bring in best examples from other places and we could develop them here. And you know this is the way in which we will, create a stronger city when everybody thrives. You know, and I promoted that, don't leave anybody behind. And so again, that's why I wanted the bridge and, and, and provide again, um, funding 50% of it going to the North side. So that was a, that's a big win for everybody. Um, and we will see what happens. So that is the biggest project and um that I worked on and they're gonna be more development projects to be worked on uh, in the near future. Um, So I'm able to move on from that and we have other uh, big projects that will be worked on. And one of the things that I have been developing and I've had citizen input is to um, develop a community engagement process that will be uh, more transparent and more people will be able to uh, have uh, input into the development that's going on, not just here in Forest Park Southeast, but it will be something that is actually for the 17th Ward. Because I've heard in a few neighborhoods, people have said that they have not felt that they have been kept abreast or have been able to have um, their voices heard for different developments. And I know that as a past president of the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association in 2016. So that is another, you know, it's a big project It's one of my Core principles regarding uh, accountability, community, and equity, and so this goes into the community the community, uh, the community uh, realm. And so this will I'm looking to get this completed in the next couple of weeks because now that I have this other thing off my plate, um, I can do this. And another thing is we actually had a special session last week, and it was plopped up on us the previous week, and we had a special meeting last Tuesday, just to show you kind of the work we do. And it ended up being a 12 hour day. Um, 10 to 10, we were in legislative sessions just to um, show you some other things that just get pulled into what we do. And we just have to you know, hop here or hop there. So that was a 12 hour day. It was the longest ever session, legislative session in uh, alder, <laughs> men and women history. <clears throat> Just a couple more things, because I think my time is running out. Uh, is you know, we already talked about uh, the uh, capital improvements that are happening here in Forest Park Southeast. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that Boyle from Papen to Vanderbender is going to be, you know, is paved, and a lot of the other stuff is great that we're doing with the 1188 uh, ramps and the basketball court, as you have talked about. Um, other things that I've been involved in, I was on a panel for you know what is a tip, and if you go to the Young Democrats site uh, on July eighth, I presented with four or five other people regarding what is a tip and the pros and cons of the tip. So if you want to learn about that, uh, go to the Young Democrats site; they have um, that video uh, playing. Uh, another thing I'm going to be doing, and I, I have been developing, it, is I'm going to be uh, sending out a newsletter, an update on what I'm doing. And I'm gonna have a lot of these links that I'm talking about today in the newsletter. And I'm also gonna be posting a lot of this information on my website. So uh, see a new website, see it coming. Uh, the website will have a lot of resources, how to get um, in touch with your elected official, how to, you know, if you wanna to go to meetings, committee meetings, Board of alderman meetings, look at how people voted, how I voted, uh, we're going to have links on my website uh, that will link to the city, so hopefully it could be a little bit more transparent for you to navigate uh, the government and uh, and and the civic and, and being more civically involved. Because I know a lot of you would love to be more uh, civically involved, but I have heard that the city website is um, <laughs> it's a lot to handle. It's a lot to handle. I would like to just kind of end it I, and make a plug uh, for. The Citizen Service Bureau, uh, they are wonderful. And if you don't know who they are, I have been using it since 2014. You know, you call them with questions. Either it could be problems, or it could be a question on, you know, how do I get to this department or this phone number? And they are excellent, excellent in getting back to you, and they route your your uh, calls to the appropriate people. And what I like about the Citizen Service Bureau is that you get a confirmation number and they usually are able to solve your issue in two weeks. But if you don't, you have a confirmation number. And if they don't solve it, one of the things would be is to come to me. And if you have that confirmation number, you know, it makes it easier for me to help you. And the last thing uh, regarding the Citizens um, Service Bureau, I just found out they respond quickest through Twitter. <laughs> you make it public and they, that's how they respond quickest, but they do well on the phone and everything else too, but I heard they respond really quick on Twitter. Um, I'm just going to open it up to questions. I know I have a lot more in terms of what I'd, love, uh, what I'd love to update you on, but I know that time is short. But you'll be able to see, again, all of this. Uh, I'm going to be putting out a, a newsletter uh, go to um,
7: my website,
0: and if you're not on my website, tinasweetthepil.com, where you can sign up, uh, or yes, yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, and then you could get updates regarding uh, what the neighborhood, what the ward is doing, and updates on me. Uh, this information, again, will be posted. The newsletter will be posted on my, on my website as it gets updated. So does anybody have any questions? What's the Twitter handle for the thing? Uh, the Twitter handle for CSB, uh, let's see, I had it. It was at CSB STL. I do not have it. On, I don't have it right now. I could, oh, here it is at STL CSB. So you could post that into, I'll, I'll post it in the chat. Again, at sign STL CSB is the Twitter handle and the phone number is 314-622-4800 and uh, after I talk I could put this into the Twitter, uh, I could put it into your chat. Uh, I didn't see any questions and I left out two things I'd like to just um, mention and that is on um, July 28th, next week, um, Midtown Community Services has um, activities for children. And they're gonna have the second peace parade. And so at uh, 1202 South Boyle at Midtown Community Services, uh, there, will be, there will be a parade of children holding signs and going up the block and um, you know, talking about and promoting peace. And that will be at 10 a.m. And it's called the Peace Parade. They did one last month, and they would love your support if you're able to go out there for a few minutes. So um, that's an activity that's happening in our neighborhood. And then lastly, um, in regard to, as I mentioned, uh, I could use as much support as I can, and I'll be posting this onto the website too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm trying to develop different committees and different like task forces to help out. Um, and the committees at this point in time will be community engagement, uh, safety and security, um, and last one. Oh, social media and communication. And so, if I can, you know, if there's any volunteers, uh, you can either go to my website and get my email and uh, tell me that you'd love, love to volunteer for something. And if you heard, if you didn't hear something, Please and you want to volunteer, just contact me and we could just talk about what's needed. um, So that it would be very, very helpful. So thank you. Any questions?
3: Doesn't look like there are any questions.
0: Would you love to chat? uh, Yes, uh, Lisa, well, I moved to Denver. I moved to St. Louis from Denver too. That was in 2012, (laughs) so uh, I will put my phone number in the chat, Lisa, and you could contact me, okay? Or anybody else.
3: Cool, any other questions for Sweet Tea? All right. Well, thanks for joining, Sweet Tea. You're always invited, we'll include you on our uh, agendas for the coming months. Um, Yeah, appreciate you joining and and, and talking to us today.
0: Great, thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you. All right, up next is uh, Jonathan Roper from the uh, Planning and Urban Decide Agency. Uh, Jonathan, I'll turn it over to you to, to get the ball rolling.
4: Well, thank you very much, uh, Dan. And uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Alderman Neal. And uh, thank you for all your residents for being on tonight. Um, It's really awesome that um, you guys are active in your neighborhoods and that uh, really matters. So uh, thank you for being on. And I'm gonna first drop um, two links in the chat. The first one is the, what I'll, Discuss this evening, which is the Neighborhood Planning Strategy with the City of St. Louis. And the second will be a feedback survey um, that you uh, take, it's anonymous as well, um, that if you have stuff that you wanna share and even during this presentation or later on sometime, please feel free or even just email me as well and I'll pop that in the chat uh, a little bit later. Um, my name is Jonathan Roper. I am the senior planner with the city of St. Louis, um, the urban planning and urban design agency, where uh, we have been tasked to do neighborhood planning for all 79 neighborhoods of the city of St. Louis. And um, Dan, would you mind if I share my screen, Have a little presentation if um, if you would want to see it.
3: Yep. Let me give you sharing capabilities here real quick. Okay, I'll put my email in the chat real quick. All right, I've made you the host so you can, uh, I'll stop sharing my screen and you can hop on in. All right, I'm going to, to share. Yes, yeah
4: slide show from the beginning all right are you seeing the um like a powerpoint presentation at this point
3: yep that looks good all right let's do it then um so
4: the city of st louis um over its history it really hasn't had a lot of uh city planning done overall there's been uh, roughly three plans adopted since 2017 and overall there's around seven plans in the city of St. Louis uh, that doesn't barely cover St. Louis uh, which has been an issue that at uh, this point we are looking to rectify with. Um, in 2017 the city of St. Louis voters uh, passed a economic development tax that not only funded the north and south metro link, but also city planning for the um, for the city to do plans, but also bring implementation dollars as well to those plans. Um, So in the last uh, few years or so, uh, my colleagues have um, made a neighborhood planning strategy to engage all 79 neighborhoods, not at once, but all 79 neighborhoods um, in a cohesive manner that will take um, several years. we know there's a big need for planning and neighborhoods uh i heard a lot of wonderful stuff this evening where you guys have taken a lot of stuff into your own hands which is wonderful uh and in absence of some of the city's help um you know now you're going to receive more help in the future so uh you won't have to do it um all on your own and grassroots so um this strategy here that we have um it's put into three different um it's one document into three different, um, chapters, we'll say. Uh, and the first really it first looks at like what planning has been in St. Louis and a lot of those, um, decisions we have made that good and bad, uh, also best practices throughout not only the United States, but, um, the world. The second, um, there have been discussions with a number of, um, people, um, You know cdc's organizations um that uh informed um a bit more into the strategy and finally the red on the third um here on the third end is really where the meat of the strategy is so the in going just briefly into the first chapter it takes a look at all the um, past plans of the city uh, we do we are aware um, of um, planning a lot of times in African- American communities that was less than equitable and more so a top-down approach where a lot of people from outside of a community made decisions and plans for people within a community without their um, really their voice or their say so in that and that has, happened these are two examples but there are more that has happened but also it's not only about the decision it's about what actually was implemented through it case i mean there are some things like skip stop elevators that just never made sense and it, it seemed to be something different towards that area for reasons um so the evolution of planning we looked at a lot of um, top-down approach where uh, people in the city, like in positions like myself, um, have really forced on a community policies and procedures that really might not have resonated with the community. Um, in the last 20 years or so, we have seen more of the neighborhood in lieu of St. Louis planning. Um, as we talked about the number of plans that we don't have in St. Louis to cover the 70 neighborhoods, um, you guys really have been pretty active in advocates for yourself. Uh, But at this time, we feel as though as the city is now and the voters, again in 2017 with that economic development tax, um, you know, put planning on the forefront, uh, we're approaching this with a middle-out approach, which looks at um, hearing your will, hearing your voice, harnessing that, inspiring that, and putting that on a pedestal, but also communicating that with Um, not just PDA, the Planning and Urban Design Agency, but all city um, um, agencies as well, this planning process. We don't ultimately get a document that provides your voice and your will, and and it gives it to the government, or I'm sorry, the city, it gives it to our agencies to say, this is what they would like to see in their community, in your community, and this is how you're welcome to contribute to this community. So this middle lot approach uh, is one that we're going with at this point. Noted some more case studies and quickly get into the second chapter, which are um, different stakeholder interviews that have happened already to inform this process. Uh, so I, I would like to note that, of course, we have to start somewhere. And as I'm going over, this is where we started. Um, This is who has sort of been informing part of the process, but at the same time, I'm in front of you today as a neighborhood organization to ask not only about how would you like to be engaged in this planning process, but also um, you know are there things that we need to look at or be really aware of? Um, and also, there's uh, one other item which I'll note at probably towards the end, which is about. Um, more so how we're gonna do the process. But um, so the stakeholders informed early on, and we finally get to um, the strategy in the third section, which uh, we want our guiding principles to be um, equitable, deliberate, and actionable, where we have um, many data-driven principles, but we're not just not about data, but we are not going to ignore it. Um, We're also gonna be uh, very transparent in this process. Um, And we want to engage the whole neighborhood. If we go into a neighborhood, we're not just looking at one area, but we're looking at the entire neighborhood, the service, the whole St. Louis. Um, And being deliberate, we really, um, some city plans, can and do take 20 years and, and that's totally fine, but there are a lot of immediate needs that haven't been addressed for a long time. So we really wanna focus on a lot of these. Um, also in the planning process, we really want a lot of feedback loops. And I should I should say, correct myself, not only in a planning process, but this is more of an ongoing relationship at this point where after the planning process, you will still be engaged and you'll still, um, we'll be with you along the way. Uh, We'll look at what you guys have done already and we wanna focus on building up what's new. I know uh, Park Central is on the line and they have, um, you know, they talk about the Grove. There's other plans. Um, Your old man has mentioned a few things as well. And we want to integrate everything into this and make sure that uh, we do this together because that's really the only way that, that's what we're putting out there as we do this together. That's really the way um, we want to be actionable as well. Uh, we really want to have, um, as I mentioned before, many city departments on board with us. So not that you come up with an idea and then at the end of it, we give it over to the city and they say what's wrong with it. But we want to make sure that the city's involved, the agencies are involved in the process, so they can inform and we can have a discussion during the process to see what's. Uh, we can do and what, we, um, what capabilities are. The planning process takes roughly, and I'm gonna stop real quick. Are there any questions thus far uh, before I get more into the planning process? Yeah, I had a question about this.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, my question, I just actually stumbled upon this this morning uh, as I was looking at the city website. And I, I just wanted to know, when did you start this, uh, uh, this process?
4: The so this process started, I would say, in 2018. I know, um, COVID has pushed a few things back also in this process. Um, so I myself, um, am a new planner since February, uh, with the city of St. Louis, that is, and so there was also another planner, uh, Alexa Sita, who's my colleague, who was hired uh, with, uh, with BDA last uh, fall or winter. So there's been more capacity building on the cities. And um, there's also been the going back to, you know, a few slides ago, all these interviews and stuff. So um, some of this has been, and I apologize, that I don't know all the information behind it, all the backstories. And I can get a little more if you want to into it, but um, but it's been about since 20, I would say 18.
0: I'm sorry, and this and the survey, I think you mentioned it. Uh, you want feedback now regarding the survey that's online, is that
4: correct? Uh, that would be wonderful if we could ask for your time in doing that. Um, or just even with the survey is only one tool that we're taking feedback. Um, your, honestly, your questions, your thoughts tonight, um, your discussion does inform that as well, different email communication. So the survey is just only one platform to do that. Right. OK,
0: thanks.
4: You're welcome. And thank you for your question. Any others before we move on? All right. So the planning process that we have will take roughly, uh, we say 14 to 22 months. And during this planning process, we look to, one thing, we do a few things that are a little bit different. Um, in this planning process, we're not just holding uh, meetings once a month or at some event that we put on, but we really want to be in your neighborhood. So things like Grove Fest, um, uh, the Peace March, when it comes time for Forest Park Southeast area, We would be in your community attending these things because we really want to have um, the people in your community's voice and input. Um, Also, we strive to make these um, planning engaging. So it's not like you're having a lecture or you're in a school classroom, you know, having to learn uh, and taking a test. It's more just going to be questions about, you know, you let us know. What's on your mind? You know, I heard of many things that sometimes I would say, in a way, does deal with planning. You know, you mentioned trash in some way, shape, or form, those things deal with planning. So, I mean, there, there are just a lot of things from infrastructure needs to um, a whole list of things, but we want to explore that with you. Uh, the other item is we, uh, as PDA, we will act as your main consultant, actually. Um, and somewhere along the process probably and the at least four or five months out we would then hire based on your needs an actual like I outside consultant because we would like to know what your needs are before we go out and spend money on you know it does cost a lot of money so we we want to know what your needs are get focused and then go out to know uh, and hire who's right with you guys. And you guys um, would be, you know, there'd be a planning committee as well. So, um, and we really want to have not only um, uh, just, you know, we, well, we really focus on residents, but also youth residents as well. Um, that's really important in the process and other businesses as well. So if there are businesses that also even live in the area, you know, better, you know, they're I think a double whammy, um, we look for those um so we go and at the end of this process well i take one more um note about this in this process also we want to bring in so i see this as there are a lot of there are you guys and there are a lot of organizations partners funding out there the city doesn't want to hog all these. So we're going to be conveners and having them come to the process as well. So if you're talking about, you know, greenways, I know there's the um, Brookline Greenway that's going down, uh, Sarah, so I mean, we won't really want to make sure that all these partners are at the table at the time. Uh, we'll have plenty of public engagement, um, different media platforms as well. Um, so there's no just one standard type that we're looking to do. In these, um, an actual neighborhood plan, we have uh, many different topics that we wanna bring to your attention that we wanna look at. Um, at the same time, uh, I know there are specialty topics or focus areas that your neighborhood's going to have that we also wanna make sure that we cover as well. So there's many things on the table. We just wanna make sure that uh, matter what we do, we're being actionable with it where we can really put strategies and actually get implementation done. Um, So I mentioned 79 neighborhoods and we're looking to um, do this in a clustering manner where we would actually cluster Forest Park Southeast with another neighborhood. Um, So the second item I would ask, uh, well, the third besides your attention and feedback on this would be to give me more feedback on the cluster and where you guys would be so uh we were looking at um before we get into the clusters how we uh well actually i'll just go right into the clusters and that's really small so let's see if i can zoom in zoom in some more Hmm. can people see that i'm looking at you all right Wonderful. So we're um, we have roughly 30 or so clusters at this time, and we're looking to uh, engage neighborhoods simultaneously. You would still have independence from the meaning of uh, each neighborhood would have its own like planning committee. There'd be different times where you and then the other adjoining neighborhood would get together and, and talk, and discuss things. Um, these clusters, uh, what we're asking our feedback on, is this right or is, you know, right now we have a uh, and with Forest Park Southeast and also with King's Oak. Uh, so, you know, is that right with you guys? Should we consider an adjoining, you know, there's the Hill, Southwest Gardens, Shaw, Central West End, Midtown, Surrounding, do you think you know you would be a better fit with somewhere else and that's what also i would love to hear feedback on uh and i would really like to say two more things before i wrap up um going back to the prioritization um there are a lot of things that we do look at um i mean it's from the good the bad you know the bad being you know homicide rates uh school closures um but also good being, and vacancies, but the good being, you know, how many neighborhoods have uh, change on the rise and they really have an immediate need for planning. I know you guys have um, um, new buildings coming, you know, which is wonderful, but also I do hear the need about uh, as these businesses uh, keep improving, there's issues with that as well. We heard parking before. So, um, you know, I'd love to hear a, just more about any of your needs that you want PDA to hear tonight, um, or you can even share it on the survey, but also about um, anything to clarify in the plan, but also this cluster. So, uh, with that, uh, I'll turn it back over to you guys. I right, thank you for your time.
3: Yeah, thank you for, for joining tonight. Um, Would you like immediate feedback on the, on the cluster from, from like the board and and our members right now, or would you rather have that in a survey or an email? Um, both. If you want to, honestly, something's burning right now and you just want
4: to throw it out there, please do. Um, these are very, we, I mean, this is why we're here to make sure you're informed on this and they tell us, no, that's not right. Or yeah, it looks okay.
3: Yeah, uh, it's really interesting uh, the question you proposed because uh, the topic right after this one is a discussion on on incorporating King's Oak into our neighborhood association boundaries. Um, so looking at your cluster right here, including King's Oak, I think is uh, one that we coincidentally agree with. Um, and then I don't, I'm not speaking on the behalf of, of the neighborhood here, just, just my general thought on Botanical Heights. I think as we see the, Vanaventer corridor, um, you know, opening up a little bit. I think uh, Botanical Heights uh, also makes uh, 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 an agreeable inclusion for this cluster. Again, given that the uh, the the Cortex connector is is kind of bridging a a divide that was caused by you know uh, Vanaventer being hard to access you know, on each side, um, but also just the proximity, I think, I think makes sense, but any, anybody else who has opinions, definitely, definitely weigh in.
6: Yeah, I also uh, agree that King's Oak makes lots of sense to group with us and so does Botanical Heights, uh, especially since we're talking about planning for the future. Um, the one thing that, that done very poorly right now is the integration of our neighborhood with botanical Heights, even though I do believe those two neighborhoods should be much more connected than they currently are. Uh, so it would be nice to be a plan with that neighborhood so we can make joint decisions together about our futures as we go forward. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Any other thoughts from, uh... The group on the cluster. Cool. Well, Jonathan, I definitely appreciate your time tonight. Uh, in our email uh, with with the minutes and stuff, we'll certainly include uh, the uh, planning document as well as a link to the survey, so people can read and 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 take uh, the survey as, as needed. Is there a, a date in which you're cutting off like feedback from the survey?
4: We were hoping to get it around the 6th of August. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it would be accessible and we're able to still look at it. So okay,
3: cool. Yeah. We'll make a, a note of that in the in the email as well so there's you know some some type of soft deadline for people to shoot for. Um, other than that, can you do me a favor and make me the, the host again? <laughs> yes, I
4: can. I was literally, as you were talking about, I was having a zoom issue to see I, I was on one screen I didn't see the bar at the top on the other so. Oh, I have uh, that full time. Oh man, so I am
3: going to perfect there you are cool thank you uh you're welcome, to stick your ar- you're welcome to stick around and listen to our discussion about <laughs> including kegs oak into our boundaries but uh i know your time is precious just as the rest of ours so if you'd like to hop off definitely appreciate your time
4: actually i think i'm going to call in in a moment to hear that because that's very interesting that you guys are talking about that so um and i'm sure um different people in the office would love to hear you know what that was, you know, the conversation. So, yeah, I would relate that to them. So, but I uh, thank you guys for your time. And um, I um, will enjoy planning with you all in the future. So thank you.
3: Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're gonna jump into the topic of uh, expanding the association boundaries to include Kings Oak. Uh, as mentioned, uh, we've had discussions about the inclusion of Kings Oak into our association boundaries in the previous months. Um, I believe we heard feedback from Sweetie herself saying that when she was canvassing the neighborhood, that there were some residents who felt that they were not represented. They weren't big enough to have a neighborhood association, um, and given the proximity to uh, our neighborhood and the disconnect to uh, from between them and you know it it makes a lot of sense to uh, include those neighbors, um, to give them a voice and and be active within uh, the community nearest to them. Um, Again, here's just a slide on background discussion. I just covered that. Um, And based on the conversation we had in in May and in June, um, we drafted some bylaws, tweaked just a little bit of wording to include uh, the boundaries of King's Oak into the Neighborhood Association boundaries, um, I'll share those right here. Um, again, pretty, pretty minor edits. Edits are in red or crossed out. Um, they're included in Articles 1 through 4, which define the boundaries and who is able to participate in the Neighborhood Association. Um, the boundaries of, of King's Oak is Oakland Ave on the north, Manchester Ave. Um, I believe on the South, King's Highway on the East and Macklin on the West. Um, Like in any other, because of their boundaries and um, they would be able to become dues paying members. Um, So if they're 18 or have a business in that neighborhood or are a uh, resident, just like in our neighborhood, uh, they would become uh, a general member should they pay dues. Um, and they would be able to make voting decisions um, that impact their neighborhood or their section of the neighborhood as much as ours and vice versa. Um, looking over this, um, again, pretty minor edits, but if, does anybody have any, any questions or, or comments regarding these, these bylaw
6: edits? Um, the, the boundaries uh, go all the way over to Mackland, uh, which would, would include the Science Center, SLU High School, uh, Paraquad.
3: I think you muted yourself, or I muted you, one or the other.
6: Somehow I was muted, okay. Um, yeah. No worries. Um, I think it's because I... I was using the temporary view. Anyway, um, the, the boundaries going all the way to Mackland, I guess it's just uh, past a certain point that just nobody lives like over in that way. But because our association is open to any businesses that also reside mm-hmm. in the area, um, I suppose uh, it wouldn't hurt to reach out to the Science Center um, and or reach out to uh, school high school or, or see if they, they feel like they want to join us at one point point, introduce themselves or, or something like that. Um, I just find it interesting that the boundaries go as far west as they do. Uh, it makes sense, but um, it just, it does include a good chunk of businesses. Yeah, that's a great point.
1: Uh, um, yes, I I agree with Michael. I, I almost feel as though... Uh, if we were to include the essentially commercial and uh, public institutions that are in the extended area uh, past mm-hmm. the, the small residential area there, then I, I think we have to ask the question, uh, wh- why are we doing that? And is it... Uh, Is it necessary for us to include those areas, which includes, I believe an elementary school as well as uh, um, quite a few uh, private and public uh, uh, buildings there. Uh, I'm not sure by including that, It, it doesn't seem to me to have the same uh, importance as, for instance, Forest Park Southeast along Van and Venner and uh, those areas that are there. So I'm just wondering what the thinking was and whether it's possible that we can only include residential areas uh, uh, to the west of Kings Highway.
8: Dan, do you know how many members are actually, how many business members are
3: in Forest Park Southeast? Are there any? Um, None that come as a dues paying member as a representative of a business.
6: Okay.
8: Then I suggest that just to keep it nice and tidy, just go ahead and include the whole neighborhood. None of those people are going to join the association and if they do, it's only going to be one or two votes. Um, it'd be nice to invite them, but I don't think it's going to affect your agenda at all. Honestly, just a thought,
3: one it, of many. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a great thought. I think I think another way to phrase the question is: given SLU and Saint and the Saint Louis Sinus Center, like what do they currently provide to King's Oak in terms of what other like, you know, public or private institutions provide to the Neighborhood Association. And to that extent, you know, similar to what you had just proposed, Ron is like, we, we don't currently have any businesses or representative of businesses who are dues paying members. And it's it's pretty unlikely that SLU or the Science Center will come to a, a meeting with a representative as a dues paying member and... Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and private.
8: conversely, if they do want to get involved with a neighborhood association for some particular project, like I know SLU High has, has um, you know, service projects or the Science Center has their summer camps and that sort of thing. If there was a partnership between the two neighborhoods it would be an opportunity for those institutions to get involved in your activities. So it's another consideration.
3: Um, does anyone else have any 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 thoughts they'd like to share on this topic? Uh, this is Adam. The only person I can think of who was a business, uh, rep- like a representative of a business, was Tom Charleville. And I don't know if he's still an active member, but um, I, I wanted to say, I, I think I agree with Ron. I think that um, more than likely, the if we include those larger institutions within the boundaries of the neighborhood, I doubt it will have much an, of an influence over what we do anyway. and it could end up being a good thing. Um, I don't
4: see a big concern with, um, including the whole Kings Oak neighborhood.
6: Okay.
3: Um, well, we do have a majority board, so I I, I I think we could vote on this topic, but I'd be more comfortable if everyone on the board was in, in attendance. Um, to do so, so we might hold this until the beginning of, of next month to vote on. Before we move on, was there anybody else that had a concern about about proceeding with this? Okay. Um. So yeah, we'll look. We'll look to next month to vote um, as a board um, with these uh, amended bylaws, uh, not written in red but written in black, um, and then we can uh, begin, you know, a process of allowing uh, those neighbors to attend as dues-paying members. Um, that is all for tonight. But just uh, recapping here that. Um, If you'd like to uh, be included in gender-affirming spaces training, uh, you can email Alina or Carrie. Uh, We have National Night on on September 11th. If you'd like to volunteer, we could always use extra hands, games, donations, um, volunteers, always wanted. And then we have two neighborhood cleanups, um, one coming up in, I believe, two weeks here on July 31st, which is a Saturday and August 28th, also a Saturday at 10 a.m. Gloves and trash bags will be provided. If you guys want to join or volunteer, you can email forestparksoutheast at gmail.com or say you're interested or going via our Facebook page. Um, Other than that, um, be well and wash your hands. That's all I got. (laughs) Thanks very much, Dan. All right. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good evening. Cheers. Take care. You too.